now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. And from AOPA, we have Tom Haynes helping us out here a little bit, too, as we reflect on Air Venture 2022. What a show it was. Dennis was there. Had a big old time. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, and before we get, uh, you know, Tom Haynes' perspective on the show and uh, even reflect on some of the adventures that Dennis had while on site, we got to go to the big cheese. Dick uh, Kapinski is uh, on Just Plain Radio as we speak, and he is the man behind the communication madness of Air Venture, and he joins us on Just Plain Radio. How are you, Dick? What's going on? Well, kind of decompressing right now. I bet. But boy, what a week we had. It's, uh, I, I appreciate you, know, you joining us, because I figured you'd be out of the country and as far away from aviation as you possibly could be at this point. But, well, uh, you know, it's one of those things you get to this time, and people are still saying, it's funny, a lot of the calls and the emails start, yeah, boy, you guys deserve a, a big rest. Great show. Yeah. By the way, my deadline's Thursday. Can you send me photos or the chunk of video? <laughs> exactly. And so it's it's pretty much, you know, this week is still work week for us. And then uh, as I look through August and September, yeah, maybe some vacation time. Well, there. okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, the next day, as soon as they shut down the uh, campus for Air Venture, it's like they're planning for next year, I'm sure. But but let's reflect on the event, you know, going into Air Venture. Uh, 2022 it was predicted this was going to be a record-breaking year and from the latest numbers that i've seen that appears to be uh true to form is that correct oh that's correct uh, approximately six hundred fifty thousand, maybe just a touch over that but we'll go with 650 sweet uh, that's a record total 2019 we had six hundred forty-two thousand total attendance here so we broke that one and you know, airplane counts and uh, people counts and just getting the collection of, as I call it here, the bucket of numbers that you get from everything from, you know, fence posts pounded to pancakes flipped. You know, they were all big this year. And yeah. it really is, it was a great, uh, I call it the family reunion. So the family reunion was a success this year for all of aviation. You got to love it. I mean, and that's a good sign for everyone, uh, you know, the economy, uh, the aviation industry. I mean, as far as, uh, you know, predicting the numbers that going into the show, you know, you were seeing advanced ticket sales and kind of saw this coming and just with the environment in general. But were there any surprises from your perspective, from all the numbers that you saw? Every time you build it in, a lot of it has to do with Okay, we know what we're tracking in advance, but you always come down to those last couple of weeks in July and you start looking at the weather forecast. And I can tell you the weather forecast can swing an attendance figure as much as 10%. And with a number like this, that's 65,000 people. Uh, And, you know, that's a big amount. And so we could not get seven days of better weather than what we had in Oshkosh last week. It was tremendous. Low humidity, sunny skies. It tried to rain on Wednesday night for about 10 minutes and failed. Mm-hmm. And so then it cleared up. And uh, so it was just a perfect week to go flying. If you think about somewhere in Wisconsin, and it's been dry enough 
no mosquitoes. So yes. it was just a wonderful <laughs> week all the way around. Well, I know Dennis uh, enjoyed the you know light humidity compared to what we have in Florida right now. Dennis, you'll back me up on that, right? I will. I mean, I timed it perfectly. I mean, I, as I said, I was not able to fly my plane. I had to go Delta. Uh, but I got in after the storms came through Saturday night. So there was a nice light show to see as I arrived. But unlike previous years where you guys get a storm right as uh, people are trying to arrive, it didn't flood the grounds out. Uh, people were able to fly in, camp and everything. And actually, I needed two sleeping bags the first couple of nights because it had dropped down into the 60s for a very nice, cool, refreshing uh, evening sleep in a tent. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, there's I'll, that. I'll second that, guys. It was, I don't know who's who's responsible for weather there at EAA, Dick, uh, but you should take credit for it because it, of my 33 <laughs> years of going, I, I can't remember a better weather week, okay? Keep it up. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. We, we'll, we'll keep that weather chairman on hand. So, you know, one of the 5,000 volunteers, I got to find out who was responsible for weather chair this well, year. Well, no question about it. Uh, give them a raise. Uh, but, yeah. but yeah, hopefully that'll pan out for next year as well. Now, so, so the numbers were up. Uh, which and you broke an attendance record, and, and but you guys take, uh, you know, statistics on a lot of different things. Like, uh, do, do you have like uh, some unique numbers? Like the, you know, did you break the record for the most amount of cheese curds sold for an air venture, or <laughs> that kind of thing, or or no? Well, we had a lot of that, you know. And it's funny you mentioned cheese curds because you know every so often we get those um, emails that come in and say, you know, you need more healthy options for dining and everything else. And we go, okay, we try. We add some gluten-free things and some vegetarian things. Three biggest sellers every single year, and I can tell you this without fail. Cheese curds, bratwurst, root beer floats. So, um, okay, we've got the healthy options, but... um, I think it's the three food groups right there, isn't it? Well, (laughs) isn't that the entire menu at the A&W? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You know, so I told people, I said, well, it's nutrition week, so there we are. And, uh, you know, we all kind of... You know, eat that, but we walk it off. You're you're putting ten, twenty thousand, thirty thousand steps in every day, and right. uh, you burn up those calories. So it's uh, it's a good thing. It all equals out. Well, for the record, cheese curds are high in protein. I'll just go with that. We'll just leave they it are. at that. And you, you you have to get them. I mean, I think when you enter the uh, state of Wisconsin, it's the law. <laughs> I believe it, it is. Yeah. We hand you a bag of cheese curds at the border and say, "Enjoy." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, you know, and all the shows went off without a hitch. I mean, were there any bumps in the road for Air Venture from your perspective this year, or oh, what do you it, think? You know, there are always bumps in the road, and you know, we try to make it look as seamless as possible. And, you know, in back in the kitchen, we might be throwing meat cleavers at one another, but, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, you know, it goes okay. And there are so many things I tell people, you cannot knock over one domino here at Air Venture, because if you decide to move a dumpster 15 yards, it's going to set off a chain reaction of things that affect five things at least that go on. So uh, to keep all of that together is an amazing piece of choreography uh, between the people on the ground, the people in the air, uh, the people in the tower, the the vendors, the suppliers, the volunteers, and, and everything else. And so everybody works so very hard on the grounds. They, they make it personal, especially the volunteers. They say, this is our event. It is not going to be held up or fail because of me. And what a great attitude to have. You have to talk to a lot of them throughout the week. And again, good weather makes everybody a little more cheery and uh, you get through it. But just the general level of happiness this year with a lot of people. They're having fun. We're back together. 
the international guests were back this year. So right. overall, just just a sensational show. Yeah, great to get the community back together after all this craziness we've had over the last few years. And, and seeing the numbers the way they were is very encouraging on many levels. Now, you have to work like crazy at AirVenture for your position there uh, for EAA. But I, I know everybody who uh, either works for them or volunteers, well, pretty much everybody kind of volunteers. But you get some personal time out there to go peruse the ground. Uh, anything uh, personal stand out to you from the event? Like, were you looking for anything this year or just there to soak it all in yourself? Well, you try to soak it all in and it never fails. You know, I get the Sunday and I, I look at our newspaper, for instance, and they have a photo of an airplane. I said, when did that get here? And it's right. been here since Tuesday. Oh, okay. Uh, but it, things like the Messerschmitt ME-109, such a rare airplane. And here it is at Oshkosh. The people that built the Jenny reproduction, you know, using 100-year-old plans to put that together, flew it up from northern Illinois, landed it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, those type of things. You know, Mr. Mulligan flying in the night air show. I mean, just crazy things like that that are that are just fun to see. And oh, yeah. those little things that every year there's something here that you see it out of the corner of your eye go, Oh my, I wasn't expecting that here. And to have that come in and, uh, you know, those type of things are, are things that I always remember. And then seeing people that I see once a year, and we pick up our conversation right where we left it off back in 2021, see how things are going. You know, I, I tell people I have a lot of heartfelt 30 second conversations with people during our venture. And, uh, that's kind of the way it works, but it is fun being on the grounds. A lot of first time people here. That's yeah, good on is. so many levels, just, uh, you know, on a personal level, but obviously good for the industry. Dick, uh, you did a great job. Take full credit as you should. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we wish you the best for next year for sure, okay? Well, thank you very much. We're already starting to plan, but I tell you, I'm going to find a little bit of shade and a beer and sit down for a while. Well, I, I he's due. It's well-deserved. Exactly. <laughs> uh, EAA.org is the website for the organization, and you plan for next year accordingly. More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Approach the great and powerful Roz. Uh, Dennis, uh, Hangar 18 down the street. Swirlings! The great and powerful Roz knows why you have come. Okay, uh, some spark plug wires and washers for my Mooney 201. Swirlings! The magnificent Roz has every intention of granting your request. Great. But first, you must prove yourself worthy by bringing me a stick from a Cirrus Vision Jet. You know, I'm not a fan of the whole flying monkey thing. I think I'm going to call aircraft spruce and specialty. Oh, okay, you got me. Uh, just a man behind the curtain with a aircraft spruce catalog. Pretty cool, though, huh? You don't need a wizard to find parts for your plane. You need Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Supplying the aviation industry for over 50 years. Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Call 877-4-SPRUCE. 877-4-SPRUCE or go to aircraftspruce.com. That's aircraftspruce.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. 
Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. If you build an airplane and people are afraid of anything that flies, you can't just take the wings off of it because at that point, all you're left with is a really slow, super expensive bus. We built an airplane. We gotta fly it. Airplane, airplane, don't you go down today. Take me away off to a better place, you know. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennison from AOPA. We have Tom Haynes helping us out. All kind of uh, basking in the afterglow of AirVenture in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Dennis was there. Tom was there. I was uh, catching lobsters. And uh, I slayed them. I limited out, by the way, just for the record. On the radio. (laughs) Correct. And uh, we'll leave it at that because no one else cares except me. But uh, we're here to talk about airplanes and what you know highlights there were from Air Venture 2022. Tom, uh, I know you know now that you're kind of like retired. You, did you have more time to go peruse the grounds and you know get your steps on your uh, on your Apple Watch uh, yet racked up or what? What do you think? Yeah, it's actually my Garmin watch, but whatever. Ah, okay, there you go. That's even better. Um, so uh, yes and no. In that, yeah, I still got plenty of steps. Uh, no, I still didn't have as much time as I wanted to go perusing. I did a couple of things I'd never done before, including going to the Swamp Party, uh, which is the uh, the big party down in the Warbirds area on t- Tuesday night. They they are hundreds of people gather, and they've got this enormous pot of um, jambalaya that they make in this big metal tub. Now, why and do it, they call quite, it the Swamp Party? It has like a New New Orleans kind of vibe going on with the well, jumble. Uh, I'm not sure how it originated, except my guess would be it originated about 15 years ago on one of the really wet years of yeah. AirVenture. Okay. And, right. and probably the grounds were a swamp. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just guessing that's how it started. But anyway, it's, well, it's become quite quite a thing on Tuesday nights. I'd never had the chance to go before. Wasn't the swamp also the name of the tent where uh, the characters from MASH uh, were at, too? So... Given that that's the Warbirds area, they have a lot of those uh, uh, Korean era, t- era tents and stuff. That makes that sense. That could have played into it as well. Possibly. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could does kind of yeah. have that MASH vibe to it, you know, with the different tents and stuff. And they put up like, yeah, that's the, true. the nets and things. But yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah, well, you get free jambalaya out of the deal, it sounds like, and get to network with all those guys. Is that the deal or what? Yeah, there's a lot of really interesting people. And I'll tell you what, fascinating thing that I noticed was how many young people are hanging around the warbirds these days. I know there's a a lot of people with warbirds who have been concerned in the last few years about the fact that there didn't seem to be that many young people kind of paying attention to warbirds and a fear that it was, you know, with world war two now 
a distant memory, a lot of those veterans almost gone or gone, um, that, that we wouldn't have sort of a new a passion among the current generation for warbirds. But uh, I saw lots of young people down there. Uh, it's, it's very expensive to get into the warbird world. Uh, those airframes have gone up in value significantly and are very expensive to operate. But these young people have figured out how to, you know, get involved by volunteering, by helping out and that sort of thing. And they have a, a remarkable passion for warbirds. And so that, that was one of the things that impressed me the most, I think, about uh, hanging around with those guys. Well, there you go. Uh, I mean, there could be – I mean, that's a good sign for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's good. cool. I mean, it's uh, the cool factor with those is always intriguing. I don't think it matters what age you are. Yeah. You know, whether the kids, the old guys, the middle one. I mean, I just think they're they're the coolest thing at any air show, pretty much. You always want to go up and see those classic warbird uh, planes and get up next to them, get a picture with them, the whole thing. So uh, yeah. I think that's good anyway. way uh, you look at it. Now, uh, obviously, I wasn't there myself, but I saw a lot of press releases and pictures and things. And we talked about this leading up to the show. One of the biggest highlights probably I saw uh, promoted from Air Venture was that RV-15. I mean, it was like all over YouTube and stuff. So did you guys get up close and personal? What do you think, Tom? I definitely went up, uh, got a chance to look at it. There was plenty of people around. You had to sort of elbow your way in to get a, a, a look at it. I talked to Mitch Locke, who's president of Vans Aircraft, for a while about it. And he said the reception has just been unbelievable. They've never had an airplane get as much attention as this. And they're very excited about it. It's their first high-wing airplane, their first entry into this backcountry market, uh, which everybody uh, it's a lot guessing getting a lot of attention these days, particularly again among young people, and so uh, they're they're super excited about the prospects for it, and I think the community is too. Yeah. It looks like a really well thought out airplane that should be relatively simple to build. It's got a really basic straight wing and a pretty simple slab side uh, sort of fuselage, and so I'm I'm sure that Vans is spending a lot of time thinking about how to make it as easy and fast to build as possible. I bet so. And, and Dennis, I, I know that had uh, caught your interest uh, quite a bit, but the big question, and I don't know if they announced this, but uh, the, the cost. Everybody wants to know how much will it cost to make one of these things or get one of these kits. They just don't know yet. Is that the deal? Or do we even have they a will. ballpark or what do you know? <laughs> they will tell us next year is pretty yeah. much what they told us. They're figuring 12 to 18 months before they have this kit to the point where they're going to be able to, you know, offer it for sale. Right. This is an engineering prototype right now. Mm-hmm. Nothing is firm. There's a lot of things that now that they got this flying that they want to change, make modifications and improvements. And so it'll be an evolution now over the next year before we kind of lock down that final kit. Yeah. Uh, I tried to get some specs out of them. Just, you know, what are you projecting? You know, what is your targets? Are you trying to get, uh, you know, enough for two people and, you know, baggage for a night in the woods and at 140 knots, you know, any of that kind of information, they're not really disclosing any targets at this point because everything is so fluid. Hmm. But the one thing that they did offer me was that they would sell me a t-shirt that says future RV 15 builder. Okay. So I to. Well, of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. Now, Tom, I mean, is this uh, RV-15, it's kind of like a kit-built cub. Is that a, a fair way to look at it or not really? Well, yeah, and the fact that it's a high-wing tail wheel, yeah. that sort of thing. But uh, the the, uh, the main landing gear system is quite different. It's pretty innovative the way they've been able to contain all of the 
the structure, the bungees, or uh, you know, the the suspension, if you will. Mm-hmm. Basically, inside the fuselage, it's not exposed. It's also closer to a four place airplane. There's some debate about how big of a four place airplane it's going to be, but it appears that you could accommodate four people. And of course, Cubs just two place tandem seating. Right. So. You know, for, at, at first glance, it, it kind of looks like a Cub, but it's actually a significantly larger airplane, closer to a Cessna 170, I'd say. Oh, uh, okay. But but if you compared that to a new, you know, manufacturer, you know, fully certified airplane, uh, these things usually come in quite a bit cheaper when you kit build them. But do you, do you have any prediction of what you think they might, uh, what, well, or how much you might save com- to, to a comparable uh, airplane that comes fully equipped and ready to fly? Well, that's one of the biggest challenges. It's a home built. So you can basically deck it out however you want. I mean, you can go bare bones and Spartan and make it a true backcountry airplane with the absolute minimum, keep it as thin and lightweight as possible and, you know, throw a couple of rugs on the wall for interior like a military would do to strip the weight down. Or you could go the Mike Patey route uh, and convert the heck out of it into something like scrappy and overbuild and make it into this, you know, massive. So you can make it uh, on the cheap or you could make it cost way more. Is it, what you're it, saying. it just depends what you want to do with it. I mean, and I'm sure we're going to see a combination of people with, you know, Spartan round gauges and people with full glass IFR panels that also want to be able to go off roading. Well, there you go. All right. We got more uh, coverage from Air Venture next on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Altitude. Stop. 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 You can always go around. If it don't look right, coming down. Don't wait until your side sliding all around. You can always go around. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis from AOPA. We have uh, Tom Haynes uh, helping us out here for another few minutes. And uh, reflecting on Air Venture 2022, uh, quite a show, record breaker in attendance. Uh, quite a bit of news came out of the event, and uh, all was pretty good. There, there were a couple little uh, mishaps I saw of uh, people flying into the show. Uh, 
you know, uh, I, I saw, you know, a plane kind of go up on its side, landing gear, nothing. But that's fairly typical for an event like this. Nothing too bad, I don't think. Is that right, Dennis? Is that what you heard, too? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's a Cessna 310 gear collapse that right. has made the YouTube rounds and things mm-hmm. like that. I mean, and it's going to happen with that many operations and landing on taxiways and people that have, you know, maybe not been flying a lot lately and are suddenly flying into the big show. Yeah, it, it can happen, and it's unfortunate. But yeah, it, like you said, I don't think there was any, uh, you know, life-threatening injuries or anything like that. So overall, it was a it was a good show. Lots of planes in and out, uh, lots of activity going on, lots of people to meet. Uh, yeah. I actually ran into Tom down at the AOPA tent uh, and had a nice talk with him. You know, only get to see him twice a year. And how did that happen, Tom? You didn't see him coming and didn't have a chance <laughs> yeah. for escape. So I cornered him. He was in the back. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get out. All right. <laughs> He's like, gosh, is Greg with him? Oh, crap. <laughs> no, but, uh, no, but it, it's fun. Uh, you know, you run into so many people, you know, I was able to camp with, uh, with, uh, Jim and Smokey at, at their campground, like we do every year. So that mm-hmm. was, you know, that's another chance to meet up with old friends, but even going down and visiting, you know, some people that we've talked to on the show, like, uh, you know, Dean down at flying eyes, uh, walked into his booth and got a lot more than I bargained for. I didn't not just got to see him, but uh, they were filming a couple of uh, podcasts right outside of his booth. Uh, they had in the hangar was being recorded. Christy Wong was up there and I will go walk around the, to the backside of the tent to go talk to Dean. And I run into Jimmy from Jimmy's world and uh, the Blanco Rio channel. Juan Brown was there too. So it was just, you, you run into the YouTube celebrities. Everybody was just out and really enjoying it. The weather was perfect. It was just a great, great week. Yeah. Well, you said someone uh, confused you with me. Is that what happened? Or- well, that was the one of the best parts. Uh, you know, oh, I really I call it a highlight. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, uh, I was actually in one of the hangars. You know, talking to the vendor, and uh, a gentleman came up to me and says, "I thought you were Greg, but then I heard your voice." Mm-hmm. And it was a, you know, and a listener encounter. And I was just, you know, so happy to that somebody would actually take the time to acknowledge and that, you know, just plain radio was here. And he well, just for the record, with a hat. I'm way better looking. Right, Tom, back me up. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, guys. It's not going to go there. <laughs> not going to go there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll move on. Yeah. But no, it's nice to have that interaction. But yeah, yep. it, it, it is what it is. But uh, getting back to some of the highlights from the show. Uh, Tom, I mean, I, I saw a bunch of things. I, I mean, they built a plane in seven days. They do this every year. It was kind of a, I don't know, what was that little silver? It almost looked like an oversized RC uh, plane that I saw on the video. <laughs> Pretty oh. close. That was the Sonics YX. Yeah. Um, Sonics aircraft is actually based in Oshkosh, so it was actually a good choice this year. But it it's also one of the simpler to build uh, home-built planes. It is small. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's all, it's designed with pulled rivets, you know, kind of like pop rivets. If you remember that from, you know, car repair, Yeah, that's basically this whole airframe is built with simple pulled rivets instead of having bucking bars and rivet guns and things like that. And they were able to divide the work up and with teams and get it all done in seven days from uh, just from a kit to a airplane that's ready to taxi and go for its first flight. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I, you know, I don't know why uh, they can do this in a week. Why, why don't aren't more planes made that fast? Tom, can you answer that? Uh, well, I think this one they had a lot of volunteers and they're highly organized and having everything prepped and ready to go. Yeah, and uh, they've got teams working, you know, uh, heavily throughout the day and into the night. I think a lot of organization, a lot of people behind it. Your average guy working in the garage is uh, kind of not as well equipped. 
Well, true. I guess that's uh, that's that. But th- that was that Sonics wasn't one of those uh, little jet planes. That wasn't a jet engine, was it? No, that's the same no. company. That's the sub. That's the Subsonics. Okay. But this is uh, the piston powered. You know, they're it's similar. They both have kind of the V tail mm-hmm. uh, thing going on. But no, this was a propeller driven two place airplane. Got it. So, what were some of your highlights from Air Venture, Tom? The wall of fire at the fireworks, <laughs> or uh, I don't know. Did they have the Batman helicopter again? What, what were some of the highlights from your perspective? Yeah. Well, I really liked uh, seeing the Kodiak 900 uh, get ah, yeah. unveiled. I flew that airplane. I had a chance to fly it uh, before any anybody else in the media world back mm-hmm. in June out in the Washington in Washington state on the right near the Idaho border. And um so I I got to fly it. I uh, wrote a story about it that was out uh, as soon as as they had their press conference on Monday yeah. of of Oshkosh week and then it's going to be a cover story in AOPA pilot in September. Um, anyhow, it's a really cool airplane. You know, Kodiak 100 is the original airplane built that came out 15 years ago and they've upgraded a number of times, but it's a backcountry airplane really designed for missionary work, but it's found a home in a lot of other categories, special missions, helicopter or, or parachuting and, um, and some of that sort of thing. So, but they wanted a bigger, faster airplane. So that's what the 900 is. It's got uh, three feet longer fuselage. It's got, uh, 200 more shaft horsepower in the turboprop engine. It's got wheel pants, a bunch of other fairings. So it goes about 35 knots faster than the 100. So it's a really interesting airplane that I think is going to find a home in light back country kind of uh, commercial operations, most likely call yeah. people in and out of kind of unusual places. It's kind of like a off-road caravan design. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. That, that's actually a good observation. Caravan, you know, it, it'll do some backcountry stuff. Um, but this thing is really optimized for it with its short wingspan getting out of really narrow jungle strips and that sort of thing. And so it, uh, but it, but it is now much more competitive with the grand caravan than the Kodiak 100 was. What about price? Do we know? 3.5 million. It, and a caravan's you, more than that, isn't it? Or not uh, much? Grand, grand caravan these days is right in that neighborhood too. Okay. So they're, they're comparable in price and, uh, but you flew it. So how does it yep. fly? How's it handle? What would you describe it as? Like. Well, it uh, man, uh, uh, takeoff performance and climb is very um, spectacular. I mean, yeah. I, we were off the runway and less about less than a thousand feet. You had four on board and mostly full fuel, and mm. you know, a thousand feet or less, and climbing away at eighteen hundred feet per minute. It's pretty good, pretty good for an airplane like that. And uh, in and out of a gravel strip uh, along the Snake River, and it handled that just fine. Um, so went up to 12.5 and, uh, I saw 205 knots, but that's, uh, this was a development airplane, had a radar pod and it, and it didn't have quite the cleanup. They're projecting 210 knots. So I don't see any reason why they couldn't squeak five more knots out of the thing. Nice. Um, in optimal conditions and weights. So, uh, yeah, we're Kodiak 100 be about 174 knots in that, uh, sort of same weight category. So, okay. Or same, uh, and, uh, the, they're going to give you one of these when? Uh, well, we're we're still in negotiation on <laughs> okay. that. Uh, you know, it's like uh, well, put in a word I, for me. Yeah, right. When they uh, when I, when I've got a, a week off, they're going to d- deliver it out here. I think. Right, but exactly. I'll, I'll be waiting at the airport. Well, <laughs> you don't have to go to the airport. They'll they're going to land it in your front yard. They, they oh, don't yeah, need a go. they don't need a stinking yeah. airport with those aircraft. That's right. Come on, I got a farm road out in front of my house. They can yeah. land. There you go. Well, uh, well, it was a great show. Uh, you got all the social rounds and it, it managed uh, to 
just be as busy as you ever have been, even though you're kind of technically retired now from AOPA. Is that right? Pretty much. It did feel that way. I was I had a lot going on. I, I was the host for a Monday event, uh, the big unleaded Avgas uh, forum, which is, of course, we've talked about that before many yeah. times. What a big deal. We're trying to get to an unleaded fuel in aviation. And uh, so the FAA Eagle program and a bunch of industry leaders were on stage updating the very large audience about the state of uh, development of unleaded fuel and asked me to host that thing. So I did. I had I had my Kevlar suit on because of a lot of controversy, but it was a good event. I think people well, learned a lot about what the... You lived through on. it. Uh, you dodged all the I knives, did. tomatoes, whatever else they were chucking at right. you. And yep. uh, you're nice enough to join us to help us recap uh, Air Venture today, and we appreciate it as always. Tom, we'll let you go, but thanks for checking in, my friend. All right. Thanks for having me. Always good to catch up. And we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. How is it going with the plane? We managed to help someone with it. But in so doing, the engines were damaged beyond repair. It won't fly? I wish I had better news, but we'll find a way to bring you home. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. Reflecting on Air Venture 2022. Quite the event. Uh, Dennis was there on site for a couple days. Was it over two days or three? That was uh, three, about three and a half days. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you got, you got a pretty good uh, dose. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got in sun, you know, I got onto the showground Sunday and got camp set up and mm-hmm. uh, was down at Cirrus's event. They had a pre-show event Sunday night. And they blew it out. Yeah, uh, they had live music, uh, you know, full barbecue dinner going on, ice cream bar, full bar, uh, you name it. I mean, it was it was busy. Nice. Uh, then it was great because we had you know full access. They had the store open. I was able to you know get my Cirrus uh, clothing shopping done early, right? As one does. Uh, you know. what, what is the deal with you? You buy T-shirts from all these airplanes that you hope to own one day. And you figure well, if you have the T-shirt, they'll think you have the airplane. <laughs> we've probably talked about this before, but uh, my father worked for Cirrus for right. about eight years when the company first got started. So yeah. every year, birthdays and Christmas was always Cirrus clothing. So I probably have more Cirrus clothing in my closet than anything. And so, you know, they do have really nice stuff. And mm-hmm. so I don't mind picking up something new. And if it's showing off an airplane, hey, why not? And, you know, I sent you the picture the other day. but. My son brought home work the other night. That's right. He brought, he brought a, a serious home. home to the to the driveway. <laughs> so, I couldn't so believe I it. I have to like, wear the clothes, right? Right. Yeah, they don't have to know it's a loner. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. You know, yeah. so I actually got to go fly an SR-22. Um, for actually, it was my first time ever in an SR-22. Yeah. Um, and I haven't flown a Cirrus since, you know, Cirrus piston-powered airplane since 2008 when, uh, when everything kind of shut down. 
they uh, they basically had to cut off anybody that wasn't an active employee from the flying club. And so I lost access to the Cirruses at that point. Mm. So uh, it's been a long time. And wow, they've come a long way. They were very nice inside. We got to fly that SR-22 all around Fort Myers here and uh, got to work with the G-1000 avionics and, you know, use that a little bit. And yeah, it was a good time. Kind of yeah. fun for my son and I do a little bonding. I bet. Um, Did they happen to have any owners taking... Uh their planes from air venture this year like they do that owner delivery oh, thing the caravans yes no yeah, no no have. cirrus you know right. when cirrus does their uh big presentation of a new owner you know they have oh. them come into the factory or the you know the hangar and they roll out the red car i wonder if they they do any of that at uh, air venture because sometimes they'll take a plane that they've sold to display at the show and then well this one's sold but we're going to use it as a display plane for the event. Uh, I don't think I heard of them doing any deliveries at the show this year. Uh, they've got their big completion center in, in Knoxville, Tennessee, where they, you know, roll out the red carpet, turn right. on spotlights and all that kind of stuff. But, See, I, I think they ought to do that. I'd like to witness that, you know, even though, you know, just like, well, yeah, I don't know the guy, but I want to see him, you know, celebrate that special uh, moment when his plane is delivered to him. That'd be kind of a cool thing to, to let the world into. I wonder if they've ever it, considered that. They probably have, but it's yeah. probably a lot of extra work for them because think about how much effort it's going to take to get all the fingerprints off the airplane before they deliver it. Right. Yeah. You might have a an anxious owner who's like, hey, I saw that guy. He'd been out on a, you know, walking. He, he had like 3,000 steps and his armpits look like it. And then you let him in my airplane. Holy. Yeah. I could see that being an issue. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's something. Yeah, I, my uncle's taking delivery on a new Cirrus over the next few months, so we're going to try to see if we can coordinate and uh, in, in allow uh, our crew to come and uh, witness the delivery. Uh, but he'll, well, he'll probably a, ban us. I had a, a top-secret conversation with Patrick uh, at Cirrus. And yeah. You know, he's the, our marketing connection. Okay, yeah, and, tell us. Uh, no one's listening. Okay, well, we may have an option for you to finish your uh, private pilot training since Cirrus has a training operation out of Orlando Executive. Really? We might. I, there's no commitment yet, but at okay. least he didn't say no when I approached him about it. Well, so that's no, a good if he first didn't step. say no, that means yes, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm going to count on it. But that does positive. require that you have to keep making progress on your uh, ground school. Of I course. know that you can't do anything about speeding the FAA up on your physical, but I did check on your progress, and you haven't made any since. Uh, well, before, I was gosh. I was in South Florida catching lobster. That's my excuse. Teach, come Just on, saying, cut me I'm some keeping slack. my eye on you. I'm I'm trying to crack the whip here and keep yeah. you on task. And it's hard it's to hard. do it's my like hurting cats. It is hard to do my ground school when I'm underwater. <laughs> So that's my excuse for this past week, but I'll make up. I'll make up some time this week. Let's let's keep on that because, you know, we got to get that out of the way. Absolutely. Get the medical out of the way, and then it's going to be very easy to get the finish-up stuff done. There you go. Honestly, it. it won't take you long. With the amount of hours you have, It'll just be getting you back in the cockpit and kind of refreshing things for you. And I got to get on the ball because uh, the industry needs more pilots. It's crazy. That's right. The numbers coming out and at AirVenture, they were really pushing that hard, I guess, right? Well, Boeing uh, just published a study that says uh, by 2045 or something, they're, they're predicting that we need another 640,000 pilots. Um, so. There's and it's and on top of that, there's also the maintainers and cabin crew. So it's not just pilots that are in demand. There's at least that many mechanics 
and even more flight attendants. So Mm. if you have aspirations of a career in aviation, you could not be looking at a better time. And I think on a future episode, I'm going to try to get together some of the people that I ran into at at AirVenture from recruiting firms like JS Firm, from the aviation training companies like Flight Safety. I met all of them were practically throwing their business cards at me saying, oh, if you or your son are interested in a job, call us. Um, So there's a lot of opportunities that I never even thought of, you know, simulator instructors, second in command, uh, you know, so getting experience that way in a sim company. There's lots of choices, lots of things. FedEx would even offer me a job right now flying in the caravan. Really? Wow. Okay. Well, uh, 1,200 hours in an instrument rating with a commercial license, and you can start flying packages for FedEx on the caravan routes. Mm, so, but you told them, like, hey, I, always, I already do this uh, weekly radio show about flying. Yeah. You know, know how much do you pay? Oh, that's, that's, a lot more than great oh, crap. Pays me. I, I forgot have to they think pay. About it. They pay, yeah. don't they? Oh, geez. All right. Well, uh, submit your resumes to justplainradio.com. No, I'm kidding. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. You don't want this job. We, we, we got all the positions filled. But uh, yeah, you want to be a pilot? The opportunities uh, abound right now. And they're, they're trying to do what they can to create the, uh, make the pipeline bigger. Uh, for everyone to suck more folks into the industry, so I think that's a that's a good sign in general, and and they're making uh, the incentives just that much better. Uh, one more little story we want to get out about uh, Air Venture involves Avidine, correct? That's right. Avidine had a big press conference on Monday, which I of course attended since I have uh, Avidine Avionics in the Mooney. And there's a lot of great news. We've been waiting for over a year for the latest software release to come out. And we're being told uh, we could could get it as soon as this week. Wow. Um, and that's going to be a big deal for me because I will finally be able to get weather and traffic data, not just on my iPad, but actually on the Avidine display. So I won't have to look down on the iPad anymore. I can actually see the traffic and it'll be called out uh, hopefully in through the audio you know, advising you that you got traffic at two o'clock type of a thing. Right. So I'm really looking forward to that. But Avidine was also kind of firming up some of the other announcements that they've had over the years. Uh, They're partnering with an AI-based company to do kind of a augmented vision system for airplanes where they can mount uh, three different cameras on the airplane to be able to uh, identify traffic automatically uh, by analyzing the video feed from those cameras. Hmm. But they're also looking at doing other creative things like using it as a gps backup they could have a a map of the uh ground and look at the cameras and compare to the database map in the plane and what the camera's seeing and help use that as a backup lots of possibilities with this ai based technology that they're partnering with i'm also looking forward to the new glass panel option that they're going to potentially make available as a retrofit so well there you go well you got a lot of toys to upgrade here with our friends from avidine and we'll talk about them accordingly on the big show however that's going to wrap it up for this week till next time remember there's no better high than learning to fly Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to fly and the aviation lifestyle.
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com. 